Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a really big show today. <laughs> That's our good friend, Louis Rodriguez. He's back this week. Uh, he didn't feel so hot uh, last week, but we're, we're happy to have him back. It's such a blessing always, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, just before we kick things off and introduce these other two fellers at the, at the table, um, we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, Revolver Broadcasting. See, Revolver Broadcasting uh, is the company that this show, Faith Family Politics, belongs to. Um, and uh, the, the list of names have now grown as to who, who all is involved in the company now. But, uh, um, you, you know, you got your main pillars uh, that, that started everything up, uh, me, Louie, and Alan. But um, now everything is kind of moving forward. So we got a lot of things in the hopper now. Um, we're looking at towards uh, doing a website. Uh, so you'll be looking out for that. Um, we'll have an email so you guys can contact us directly so you don't have to worry about going through YouTube or Rumble or Facebook, um, possibly getting your messages taken away so that we don't even know that you uh, hit us up. Um, we're looking at doing merch in the future. Um, there's a whole lot of things in the hopper. Uh, comic books are in our hopper as well. Uh, you know, you, you want to just read some comics that are entertainment for entertainment's sake. It doesn't have any kind of agenda, whether it be uh, – liberal or conservative agenda. It's just entertainment for entertainment's sake. We're going to have some of those uh, coming out in this uh, next few months as well. So be on the lookout for all of that because we're working hard. I'm spending a lot of 2 a.m. nights uh, in this studio. My wife can vouch for that. And uh, she's been telling me to just come on to bed. Um, she knows where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and while you're at it and, and, and thinking about all those uh, wonderful things that are, are, are coming up, Outside of this show uh, on Revolver Broadcasting, Faith, Family, and Politics, we also have, uh, as I introduced, our, our good friend Louis Rodriguez has Rodriguez Rants, and you'll want to go over there and check that out, binge watch those uh, segments and episodes. Um, it's a whole lot of fun, and uh, uh, not for the kiddos, but uh, but yeah, a whole lot of fun, and uh, <laughs> Louis always makes me laugh. He's, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's good at uh, giving, giving people the truth. Yep. Yeah. He delivers it really well. And... Uh, then we have uh, a man who's not here tonight, uh, the host of the Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. So make sure that uh, you go back and binge watch those episodes, um, particularly the man on the street uh, on, on the 4th of July episode, because, hey, that was me behind that camera. <laughs> and it was hot. And Louie was running security, and we were sweating. Oh, so. A hot day. Yeah, it was a very hot day. So so make our work uh, worth it and get those view counts up on, on that and. We, we really appreciate comments and shares and all that, all that love. And uh, one more show to tell you about, uh, if, if you haven't already checked it out, because um, he's becoming pretty popular. Um, what is the truth about dot, dot, dot with Danny, with host Danny Tippett? So make sure that you're checking that out as well. It's all, it's all available uh, currently on our um, Revolver Facebook page. Um, and it's got the Rumble video links there for you to just... Click and go. Um, you don't have to set up a profile or any of that login stuff. As long as you're already on Facebook, you can do it there. Um, or if you happen to be on Rumble, just subscribe uh, to Faith, Family, and Politics, and, uh, and you can get Faith, Family, and Politics, and what is the truth about. And then, unfortunately, right now, we, we're, we're kind of uh, across the landscape, but we're going we're gonna to consolidate in the future. We're working on that. When we get our website together, I promise you. All right, so with all that being said... <laughs> And oh, take a deep uh, breath, like, comment, share, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Subscribe. Yes. And subscribe. subscribe, subscribe, hit the notification bell too. So you know that when we're on, um, thank you, Sterling. 
<laughs> and uh, speaking of Sterling, he's here in studio. Sterling Metcalf Allen. That's me. Proud to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for joining in, and uh, uh, it's always a pleasure, obviously. And uh, you know, showing Laura how it's done, um, and, and getting her getting her uh, up and running. She's giving me the look right now, which is fine. She does a great job. <laughs> Pro status. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got things going on here in the studio. Uh, <laughs> uh, last but not least, the man bringing the message this week is hey guys. Mr. Richard Greenfield. Yes, sir. And it's always a pleasure. I'm glad to have you back. Glad to be back. Um, I, uh, I, I, I try to usually keep our show booked out at least two weeks. Um, so uh, I, I appreciate uh, your availability. Yep. <laughs> As, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I was like, what do I do? You know, I, I thought we were going to do like another three-man show or a three-man episode. And um, and then I found out that Alan was not feeling well yesterday. And I was like, we're gonna do, well, I guess it's going to be me and Louie in the studio. And, I'm just one of the gang down yeah. the street. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's good to see you here. Good yes. to see you guys, too. Uh, it's always a blessing to have you here, sir. Thank you. And, thank uh, you, thank you. Um, so Richard's going to bring the message tonight, and, he, and I believe you got a title for us? Well, kind of. Kind of. It's called yeah. Released from the Law um, and Bound to Christ. So it comes from Romans chapter 7 and chapter 8. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but yeah. I'm just going to go do the highlight reel, okay? Okay. So let's start with a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for this time together, Father. I just ask that you bless us and uh, just uh, bless this broadcast in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Amen. so this exciting thing that Paul is getting into right here in Romans chapter 7, and I, this is the way I do my notebook, and I actually bind it backwards so that the scripture's over here, and I've got plenty of room to write notes all over the, all over the pages. Oh, I thought you were going to say because you were partially Japanese. I oh, no, 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 not yet. Okay, but here's a, here's a cool thing. Okay, so the law was written because of God's grace, okay? He yeah. wanted to love on us, okay? But what ended up happening is the law condemned us. But what Paul is saying right here says, Do you not know, brothers and sisters, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law has authority over someone only as long as that person lives. So, for example, in the case of, of marriage, okay, mm -hmm. so if I'm married to somebody and my spouse, God, God forbid, should die, okay, yeah. I am no longer bound to that spouse, okay? So what, so what Paul is saying here is this love that he's trying to bestow upon us through the law is now dead because Christ paid that price, okay? So we're no longer bound by that law that, that brings us to the realization that we're dead. I mean, we're, we're dead in our sins. I mean, we, we cannot possibly fulfill that law. But then he goes on to say, um, so my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ that you might belong to another. Okay, so if, I, if I'm married and my spouse dies, can I remarry? I would think so. The answer is yes. And so now what we're get what what Paul is so eloquently putting here is that now we can be married to the spirit. So now we are free from the law because that law has died and now we we come to the spirit. But one of the things that I saw the law it, right here in this section that says the law and sin. It says um, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. So how do I know if I'm going to do wrong? Well, the only way I can know that I've done wrong is through the law, okay? Yeah. So I know I've done wrong. But it says, um, I found that the very commandment that was intended to bring life 
actually brought death. Oh, so now what? Okay, so so it says here in verse 14, we know that the law is spiritual, but the but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. Um, and then on further down, for I know that the good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. Okay, so here we are. What do we, what do, we do with this? It says, uh, verse 24, who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay, so Jesus went to the cross, died for us. He was the only perfect man. He was the only one who fulfilled the law. And so now we live life through the Spirit instead of by the law. So it says, therefore, there is now, I love this. This is, this is so cool. There is now no more condemnation. There is no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin of death. Okay, so what is really cool, I keep going through this, so you got to take these both chapters and, and just read through them. Yeah. It says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But, but, I love when the Bible says but, okay, because you have a big change there. Okay, so... But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on the sp- what the Spirit desires. So being set free from the law doesn't mean you are lawless, for the Holy Spirit now takes control as you've, uh, uh, as you've died to the, to the self. Okay? So moving right along. <laughs> Keep going here. And I've, I've, trust me, at the very end of this, this is a big, there's a big bang at the end of this. It's like the fireworks but, show. Okay? I was gonna say with the so we're seeing the fireworks come up, and we're kind of seeing them kind of exploding and things like this. So now, <clears throat> this is what's really cool. So go back a little bit here. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Wait a minute. We become his children? We become the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. So you don't have to live in fear anymore. Okay, rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption into sonship. Okay, so you've been adopted as sons and daughters of the Most High, right? Okay, and then by, by him we cry, Abba, Father. Now, Abba is an is a Aramaic term, and it means, simply means daddy. Yeah. Okay, daddy, daddy. Okay, so if you remember Queen Esther, she was coming to the throne room unannounced. And when you come to the king's throne room unannounced, if he doesn't tip that scepter toward you, it's a death sentence. Okay, even for his own wife. Okay, so, but he tipped his scepter toward Esther, and, and she came into that throne room. So what, what Paul is saying here is you've got this awesome, powerful, incredible God that you run into the throne room boldly, and you cry, Daddy, and you run and jump on his lap. Okay, but this is the most powerful, powerful thing that, that, that's given out. We're gone. We're gone. There's, there's more fireworks here, Okay. So it says, and those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Now, here's what's really cool. Okay, so if we are sons and daughters of the Most High, we've been elevated from the law. I, I can't fulfill it. I can't do it. To where Jesus has paid that price for us, now we become joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs. In other words, whatever, whatever inheritance. Have you ever thought about inheritance? You know, like let's say you have yeah. a very rich father. Okay, so whatever inheritance you have, we get to share in that together. Okay, so it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? The devil. Yeah, 
But, but no, there's no power. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies, who then is the one who, or, I mean, who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, was raised to life and is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Uh, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we, uh, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep being led to the slaughter. No, in all things, all things. How many things? All things things in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us you guys are more than conquerors dude you you buy into this you buy into what jesus has done for us you're more than conquerors you've gone from oh my gosh i'm a slave to sin to joint heirs to more than conquerors i mean that is one of the most positive statements i've ever heard in my life so it's right there romans 7 and 8 so Read through it and tell me what you think. So you're going into the Romans road a little bit there. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So um, anyway, that is, I, I saw that this week and I was just like, wow, that is amazing. I've gone from something that is a sinful person all the way through to a son or sometimes a daughter of the most high. I get to be a joint heir with Jesus. Dude. And from, from Rome, those two chapters in Romans, from Romans 7 through Romans 8, there it is. More than conquerors. It's a, it's a big, big, bold move from being able to uh, do basically nothing within the Lord. Right. And then he's just like, eh, here you go. Yep, your son. You're, you're my son. Yeah. Put his arm around you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's a lot of there's a long list of hardships there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is, there is. I mean, the the one that like when I, that hopped out at me, I was like, it was just like even nakedness, and I was like, whoa, yeah, because yeah. that'd be that that's like one of those nightmares that we all have, as uh, especially it's like food, like clothing, when you're in, shelter, food, clothing, you, food, shelter. food, clothing, shelter. But like when you're in middle school, it's like the worst, right? Because <laughs> you have that like you went to class and all you have on is your uh, your high tops, and you're going. Yikes. Oh, no. You have nightmares, you have <laughs> nightmares about that kind of stuff, right? And, you know, to know that the, the Lord is with you even in those awful, awful times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's going to take you out of there, deliver you from that so that you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, deal with that anymore. <laughs> I should have stopped you at the door before even letting you in. <laughs> yeah. You would hope so. Modern school society, though, I don't know. know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it says, trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, or nakedness, or danger of the sword. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what faces us on this planet. It really doesn't matter. So, you know, it's like, you know, somebody runs up to me and says, I'm going to shoot you. Okay, well, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Take me to heaven. Yeah, and, and about that time, usually a... Pickup truck comes and takes up the fellow that's trying to shoot you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, there's a man. With, but being facing persecution, that's another tough one. Mm -hmm. Just uh, you know, because people are going to come at you, especially if they find out you're Christian. I, 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 I um, my day job is in the tech world, 
And in the tech world, it's pretty unforgiving. I mean, uh, um, outside of uh, the people I immediately work with who are, you know, I work with right. them. So, you know, they're, they're wonderful and kind and, and things like that. But outside of that, you know, they find out that I'm Christian and practicing and not just saying mm-hmm. oh, I identify as a Christian, you know, mm-hmm. then <laughs> right. Sterling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All too often. Right. All too often. Yeah. Because they say that 70% of this country actually identifies as Christian. And uh, we, we cover that. On, Danny, Danny typically actually covers that on his, his, uh, this most recent episode. Gotcha. Um, but uh, you know, that that's, that's hard to, to deal with people coming at you like saying, well, how dare you, you hate this, this, these people because your faith hates these people. It doesn't say that. Yeah. I, show me in the Bible where it says that I, as a Christian, I'm supposed to hate. Right. Anyone. It doesn't say it. It doesn't say that. Uh, hate the sin, right? Yeah, certainly. The person, the sin. I hate when people put mayonnaise on cheeseburgers. I think that that's a sin personally. <laughs> so. <laughs> Miracle whip, no. Laura. <laughs> Oh, she's, he's getting this stink eye. I wish you could turn the, the camera around. I mean, did you finish building that doghouse outside? Josh, Josh, you live here, buddy? Yeah. I'm pretty. Hey, remember, if they don't find you handsome, they'll at least find you handy. There you go. Josh, I think I have an extra bedroom. <laughs> she, said I, she said I might need it. It is hard sometimes, for sure. Fear is, is one of those overwhelming uh, experiences for sure. I I just previously, maybe two weeks ago, I think on Wednesday, I'd been going through a lot of just fear with, uh, well, health, health issues right now, just in my family or I guess in everybody's family, technically from what I've heard today. That's, I mean, that's fearful because you're worried for one, you're going to lose a loved one. And then secondly, well, okay, were they saved? Because, I mean, that's where you can find your, your joy in that. Mm-hmm. Okay, the other passing, that's super sad. That's That sucks. But will you see them again? Right. And First Thessalonians says we don't, we don't grieve like others. Right. So um, it's our assurance. Yeah. And then we hope that glory is heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we could see them again. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that uh, um, 2019, my, my grandmother had passed. And I remember seeing a lot of family members and they were crying and stuff. And uh, growing up, I was my grandmother's favorite, my mom's mom. I was, I was grandma's favorite, hands down. Everybody knew it. There was no debating it. And it's not it's not just like a joke thing. I mean, it really, the, everybody knew it. I spent. I'd, You're the baby. Yeah. Um, You're the baby. Even my, you know, my brother, my, young, my younger brother, he's, he was younger, but still, I, I was the one. I, on the weekends, I didn't go to friends' houses and play video games or, or whatever. I went to grandma's. There you go. We were going to watch Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and Rifleman. <laughs> <laughs> the Rifleman. Yeah. I remember that show. <laughs> but um, when she passed, sure, it, it, it hurt to know that she was physically gone. Yeah. But I didn't feel sad. I felt relief. For, for her yeah. in particular, but also knowing that she was in the Lord's hands and knowing that she was walking with the Lord. Amen. Walk with him, talk with him, right? Like all, all of that good stuff. Like she, and she's getting to tell all the, the, the stories 
And, you know, I'm sure that God's just sitting there nodding his head like, I know. You know, let me look up a couple. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of movies I want to look up and give you the guys a title to that I think you guys would enjoy. Um, Certainly. Just a second here. Uh, so, Louis, um, certainly you've faced down a lot of persecution, particularly from Facebook, uh, a lot, right? Like just just for say it's just for stating what's on your mind. They come after you and they try to cancel you. Yeah, plenty of times. Uh, they don't let you say what you want to say, even if it's the truth. They always try to hide it, and it's like now that even Biden is trying to threaten them too. Make sure that whatever you say in this life, it gets knocked out. He's forcing them to do something that they shouldn't be doing. People should be able to get out what they want to get out, you know? Kind of sounds like uh, George, Orwell, George Orwell's 1984, yep. the Thought Police, right? Yes. It's yeah. like seeing Hitler all over again controlling the world, hmm. trying to tell you what you can do. They're trying to use power and force over the people and that's not right we have freedom and we should be able to be free we should be able to say what we want to say and not be held accountable for it first amendment right that's right and included in that freedom of speech is freedom of religion and uh you know talk about the the persecution and god Mm -hmm. freeing us from that you know um, I've noticed that anytime I'm in that situation where it's uncomfortable and, and people start to mm-hmm. attack, there's always this escape route and not in a, not in a negative way, not, right. a, not in a like come back at them way or, uh, and a lot of times it's just being kind with them that really, mm-hmm. they can't stand keeping the coals. Yeah. As our, our good friend, Brandon, put that, uh, heaping the coals, pull, pulled it right out of the Bible. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, uh, had a guy that not, not too long ago, he was expecting a, a confrontation. And the first thing I said to him uh, when, when I got on a video chat with this fellow, I said, hey, man, it's good to see your face. And he did not know what to do with that. Because <laughs> he, he, he literally, like, physically his head kind of jerked around like, what? What? <laughs> I came here to fight. The two yeah. movies, the two movies I was going to recommend, is yes. one of them is called Breakthrough. And it's where... Not a sponsor, by the way. Not a sponsor. No, so no. Just, just to make sure that we're <laughs> not, not a sponsor. Just a movie. So, so let it go, YouTube. And the Bang. story the story, of the, <laughs> <laughs> the story of this is where a mother's son falls through the ice, and he's clinically dead for some time, and he comes back to life. The other one is 90 Minutes in Heaven. Um, this guy got in a horrific uh, traffic accident, and uh, he was gone for 90 minutes, and a guy actually crawled into the wreckage, and came over his mangled body and started praying for him, and he came back to life. Wow. So two, two really great heartwarming movies. Could you imagine that, Louis? I've been through that. I died on the table when I was in New York, getting operated on my heart more than a minute, and I re- came back. Wow. But I saw myself looking at myself on the operating table, and... I felt something that I wasn't ready yet, and I wind up going right back. And this is no lie. You might be thinking I'm making this up, but this really happened to me. And um, ever since that time is when I changed a lot of my, I changed myself in a lot of things that I was doing because I was doing a lot of bad things, and and um, 
I figured, wow, you know, that was almost my time to go, and but I didn't go there. I, I got a second chance mm. to change myself and wow. change my life and do right. And so far, I'm hoping that I'm doing right. And I'm hoping God sees that, you know, because yeah. I changed my whole life from what I used to be, you know, and I hope he's. He really sees that for me. And what, what did this just say? There is now, therefore, no more condemnation. No more condemnation. Mm-hmm. And it says, um, if God is for us, then who can be against us? Who condemns us? It's, it's, it's not God. God's for you. He's for us. The, the, the guy who created it, well, let's say guy, but, you know, the entity who created everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because he's the I am. So there's no, like. That's it. Yeah. We say he because that's how we understand it, right? Well, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an English language. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. God be for us, I'd, who can be against I'd, us? Go ahead and comment on that, actually. I'm a father. Yeah, yeah. Generally male. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I'm just waiting for the comments to come in. The patriarchy and, and the patriarchy. And, and, okay, now you're, asking, now you're asking me to go back to Genesis 1. <laughs> when God said, let us create mankind in our image. Well, not only that, but in the beginning... God. Yes. Yeah. That's for a few for first few words. Yes. <laughs> and so when you have when you have the attributes of a woman and you have the attributes of a man and you look at the different attributes that tend to be in those entities together is when you when you see those two together you see the complete image of God. So you see that there's only two? Well, there's three, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm just, yeah. So, yeah. No, that, this, um, oh, I, <laughs> okay, it takes me a while to catch on. All right. right. Louis, we know all about that, right? There's only two. Yeah. Man and woman. Yeah. Man and woman. Yeah. yeah. God, and, and God made them Male perfectly compatible, right? Yeah. Exactly the way they're supposed to be, man and woman. Yeah, but when you see them together, that's when you see the complete image of God. Yeah, you see Laura's foot, foot going right up my butt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's after the he, fall, brother. It's he, after the fall. He, he did it again. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, God made man and woman. He didn't make man and man and woman and woman. He made man and woman so we could have kids yeah. and produce our race to make it white and bigger. Companionship too. Yeah, and that was the whole reason, right? Saw that he was lonely. The balance. Yeah, because we we talked about that in a past episode where like men are built uh, a certain way and women are built a certain way. Because women, um, especially when it comes, to, we'll, we'll narrow it down to problems at least for anecdotally, just to kind of give it um, a, a, an easiest understanding. Women want to talk about the problem, but they don't need to fix it. They just need to talk about it and then they're done with it. Actually, but a man he sees a problem. And he wants to turn a wrench to it, to fix it, <laughs> right? Crazy, yeah. So the woman will tell him, say, hey, so-and-so at work said this to me, and I didn't care for it. Now, all she wanted to do was say that, and the man go, uh-huh. <laughs> or I can't stand her either. That's, 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 that's oh, the response. Damn. <laughs> yeah, how dare, how dare she? But a woman <laughs> is always trying to change a man. And <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's that's, an, that's another thing we, we could get to for sure. But uh, but as far as that comparison goes, so you got you got the the woman who's trying to tell the problem, but the man, our our general response is, well, why don't you just uh, tell her how you feel? Yeah, why don't you um, tell the boss? 
we're trying to come up with solutions. I like, I like what Harry Truman said. Whenever the press asked him a hard question, he said, you're going to have to ask the boss. And he met his wife. But when he had a difficult question, he said, you're going to have to ask the boss's boss. That's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but in life, there's really no boss. Right. There are two people, two companions, mm-hmm. and they are equal. Yeah, they are. And nobody's more <laughs> higher than the other. Yep. And in Ephesians 5, it says we're supposed to submit one to another. Right. And that's both the man and the wife are to yeah. submit to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wives to your husbands. Yeah. Yeah. Sterling actually probably could bring some good insight on that because of your, your the courses you went through recently. Yeah. Yeah. The marriage stuff. Uh, yeah. I was rough. I mean, I won't, I won't force you into it. But, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, we'll talk yeah, a little bit was, about uh, that. you have to get rid of self. Self is real hard mm-hmm. to get rid of. I mean, that pride plays a part, a big part. Um, mm-hmm. You have to go beyond what you know to make someone else happy. It's not about you being happy solely. That selfishness of, well, this is what I want. This is what I need. This is what you know. This is what I'm going through. This is this 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 me 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 me. You have to go. No, okay. I gotta look outside the box here. How did I offend you? What did I offend you with? What can I do better? You have to. It it takes two. It literally does take two, and it it never one. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's that's the big thing is you have to understand that as it I mean it's literally says in the Bible that you know man was lonely he made woman for man that they literally do complete each other and you have to let you have to let that other person complete you you can't be this as I always say I'm I'm a pillar I'm a pillar you know I'll take it and no she's there to support you and you're there to literally do the same thing yeah, well cuz we're programmed right I mean uh, genetically, we're programmed yeah. provide and protect, yep. provide and protect, provide. That's what we know, and so when we don't have, uh, when one of those things is not something we're doing, we're confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Ecclesiastes four nine to twelve says the best: two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And then it says a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Well, wait a minute. This list right here kept saying one, two, one, two, one, two. Okay, but then the very tail end of this says a cord of three strands. Do what? It could be the kid. (laughs) <laughs> it's actually the Holy Spirit. So a cord oh, of three okay. strands is not easily broken. So marriage is a beautiful dance between three people. It's the man, the woman, and the Holy Spirit. And yeah. and through life, man always ruled. And they have a hard time to get over that. They think that they are the bosses. They're the leaders. And it's not always like that. Right. It's between the both of you. Right. You both lead. Submit and one the man's got to learn to uh, give up his power and uh, be part of the woman too. You know, help let her also be boss. Yeah, it's a, it's an agreed thing. It's a it's a commitment. Yes, so yeah. it has to be understood. Yeah, certainly. That, that may look different between people. Obviously, different couples, different marriages, and stuff like that. But 
Well, guys, what we're talking about, too, is in 1 Corinthians um, 11, 11, it says, the man is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. church. What does that mean? Head does not mean leadership. It actually means beginning of or source of supply. So, for example, when you think about the beginning of the Mississippi River, it's called the headwaters. When you think about the beginning of a well, you, some people have wells in their house. You know, their, their houses are fed by wells, and there's a pipe there. And that pipe that's sitting in the yard is called the well head or the beginning of source. So what that verse is really saying is the man is the beginning of or source of supply for the wife as Christ is the beginning of or source of supply for the man. So <clears throat> imagine if you would, okay, yeah. a man, a woman, and a baby. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we need the magic button over there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, hit the magic button. Okay. So anyway, so they get caught in a snow drift. Okay. So is the woman going to go out to try to find and rescue, you know, the, the, the situation there? Uh, you got a baby here and maybe the baby's even being breastfed that I don't care what happens, but the man's probably not going to be breastfeeding the baby. Okay. So it's the man who goes out and finds the, finds the resources <laughs> and leaves his wife with the baby so that she can nurture and care for that baby. It's just, it's just the way we're wired. Everybody's got a party and everything. Right. She's got a part in taking care of the baby, taking care of the house. He's got a, a part in um, bringing in the money, fix, uh, doing the labors, and helping out with the family. The, the, real, the, life. the real, real beauty is when you see both together, you're seeing a complete image of God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I'm... <laughs> I have to, I have to, you know, I'm single, so I take care of the house. <laughs> so I'm one just doing all the cleaning and the, and the laundry and all that other stuff. And it doesn't really care. I really don't care who does all of that or who we think is supposed to do that. What, what it I doesn't see matter. is I see a team together, a beautiful team, a beautiful dance of three entities, the husband, the wife, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, then talking about the splitting up of duties. Uh, so my wife and I, we, we tend to be what, what would be considered more traditional most, most times, like, the yard work is generally something I do now. Recently, I had sprained my ankle, so Louie here he he showed up and he put in the sweat equity. He uh, he. So he you're the one trimming the trees. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, yeah. The the uh, it's the, the yards never look so good because I, I told Louie after he was done I said is that my yard or a golf course? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know generally you know everything on the outside of the house taking out the trash these are these are generally uh, seen as men's tasks right that and and then this cultural yeah cultural yeah i've seen women do it too. yeah so. and i'm not saying that because laura's taken out the trash before begrudgingly but that's because begrudgingly oh. if i do dishes i'm going to be begrudging it you know i i don't want and, and i don't want to do them but i'll do them well the, and it's very rare occasion what, but. It, what it is we all bring our <laughs> gifts to the marriage so <laughs> yeah. whatever that gift may be now i love to cook so, man, I'll, I don't mind fixing dinner. I really don't mind that at all because I love doing it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like whatever gifts we bring to the marriage. And then, and what what I may find myself doing is she may be great with numbers. So when it comes to the balancing the checkbook and making sure we're on, on track budget-wise, that might be her gift, and it's definitely not mine. Okay? And so I will submit to her in that gift. Yes, and and vice versa. There might be something that I can do that she hasn't got a clue. I know how to make all the light bulbs in my house smart bulbs and change all the color of the lights by just doing a command to Alexa. I can do that. I'm geeky. I can do that kind of stuff. But you know, I can see if I was married, I could see my wife sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, 
Why does he do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Laura, Laura does the, the the shaking her head thing all the time. I, I I'm I'm really good at uh, just geeking out, especially over like all, a lot of this equipment stuff. Not I didn't used to be like a, an equipment guy, but like Louie can tell you, like when we we started out doing podcast stuff, like we were we were starting at pretty much zero. Knowledge yeah. and we just kind of dove in head first. It's kind of like, yeah, what will work here, what will work there, and then you, after a while, you just find yourself geeking up like, oh, that microphone is so awesome, and it does this, this, and this. And my wife's like, it's just, it's just a microphone. <laughs> 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 you speak into it, and that's it. You, you big, big nerd. But I can appreciate that. Um, yeah, we. She says. She says it's just an automobile. And we say, does it have a Hemi? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that thing got a Hemi. <laughs> That's like me and my wife. Um, she does the housework. I do the outside work. But a lot of times, I come in and help her in, in inside the house. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when she's not feeling good or she's in pain, I do the housework. There you go. And I help her out. The only thing I can't do is cook. I'll tell you one thing. I can certainly <laughs> put my hand on the end of a of a uh, Hoover vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I can I can do that. Well, now, you know, Miss Miss Norma is in studio right now. She's she's got the biggest smile on her face looking at you right now, Louis. So you're, you're getting brownie points. I'm going the I'm going the other way. I'm going to the doghouse. You're getting brownie points. So you're doing a good or job, better, sir. Yeah, hire a maid. <laughs> ne- neither one of you do it. Hire the maid. Uh, I, 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 I'll do it before I hire a maid. I'm too cheap. <laughs> and my woman is a good woman. She helped me out a lot when I was in sick and in the yes. hospital, and she did a lot for go. me. You know, and I got to give it to her. She's like an angel to me. Where one falls, the other one's there to pick you up. Mm. And, well, and I can I can speak to that too, Louie, because well, uh, I was friends with normal before we were we were friends yeah and yeah um, they used to work together yeah we used to work together and uh we we dealt with uh people coming into a place called the license branch oh boy (laughs) yay and every time i came to the license branch i don't know why i get him (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) he kept pulling pulling my number (laughs) which that guy to come to my desk He's like, here, come here. I, I, I know you need extra help. Come, <laughs> come on over. You're yeah, a mess. You're uh, a mess. Get over here. <laughs> the way I'd say, uh, so even most recently, I could speak to Norma's character and how, how wonderful she is because I, I called just to check up on you because you, you, you were ill recently and um, she, she uh, got me caught up on what was going on with you, that you were starting to feel a little bit better mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, let me know all the things that had already been done to help you get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked, you know, hey, you know, if there's anything I can bring, <laughs> I happen to be out and about because I was trying to buy a new set of sneakers, some some kicks, you know. <laughs> um, but I was like, well, while I'm out and about, I'll see if Louie needs anything. But uh, she says, no, I, I got I got him. I'm taking care of him. Yeah, and she, she helped me out a lot. That's all I needed to hear. I knew I knew you were well taken care of when I when I heard her voice say, "No, I've got him. I'm taking care of him." Oh, she helped me every time, and then, believe me, I've been in the hospital in and out a lot of times. And my doctor, he looks at me, he says, "I don't know why you ain't dead yet." It's your woman. <laughs> yep. She keeps you afloat. That's for sure. I have lost a lot of body parts, but I'm still kicking. Is that, that, I'm not is, it, is that the yard work? Well, it goes back Trimming to the trees again. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, Alan tells a, tells a joke every time Louis says something about losing body parts. He says, "Louis, that's not a good way to lose weight." 
I'm gonna make sure that I give the credit to Alan for that joke. That's his, that's his laughter. I have yeah. lost myself with that. Oh How fun! Probably would have weighed more about 200 if I had all those parts back. <laughs> Looking more like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, huh? <laughs> uh, I, was, I used to be big. I used to be about 250. So I used to be. <laughs> slowly, I, every time I went to the hospital, I lost a part and down the weight get. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're still here. Thank God. Thank God. Yep, thank God. And and he pulled you out of it. And uh, I love getting to spend time with you, Louie. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it's, that. It's always a good time. And uh, and actually, I haven't got to do do that much here recently. So we need to, we need to get together a little bit more. And me, you, and Sterling, and and. Uh, Kick back and have some fun. Um, Aren't we doing that right now? Having fun? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is this is for the people, okay? Right, but but there's you know, our time to hang out too. So um, now, seems seems that we've we've gone into a lot of uh, you know husband wife stuff, and I, and I think that that's a good that's a good place to go into into family stuff for sure. But then you also talked about. Um, the well and the mm-hmm. structures mm-hmm. Uh, that, that makes me think about your profession a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Realty. Yes. Real estate. Yes. Yeah. How's the market? Everybody wants to know how the market's going. Yeah. Okay. So if we're out on 465 and you're doing 55 miles an hour, you're going to get run over. Okay. So most people do about 65 or 70 <laughs> out there on 465, even though the speed limit says 55, but if somebody goes zooming by you at 120 miles an hour, you go, Whoa, that was fast. But if somebody goes by you at 90 miles an hour, you still say, whoa, that was fast. Well, the real estate market's at 90 miles an hour now. It's not as, not 120 like it was. So what we're beginning to see is we're beginning to see some balancing out. And where last year we saw houses increasing at 10% in value per month. We were watching that month over month. The median price of homes was going up at least 10%. Mine's went up. Yeah, it did. And now this year we're seeing about a 10% growth in value over the entire year. Okay. Next year we'll see about four to 5%, which will stabilize the market. Now you have to look at it from a perspective of what is a balanced market look like. Okay. Well, houses in a balanced market, that's where you have the same number of buyers, same number of sellers. You have your houses on the market. They're listed for how long? Three to six Months, not days. Okay. So they last about three to six months in a balanced market. What is the interest rate of a balanced market? Seven to seven and a half percent. We're not even close to that yet. So it is still a great time for buyers to buy. In fact, right now is probably the sweet spot because we don't have 20 offers coming in on one weekend anymore. Okay. We have maybe one or two. So you're not competing like like we were before. The offers are not going above list like they did before. In fact, we're seeing about mm, about 35 to 40% of the market actually is seeing a price decrease from the list price. Okay, so we're beginning to see that. So back into the good old days. But keep in mind, interest rates right now, like if you are going to buy a house for like 250, 270,000 and your your credit score is around a 720, your your interest rate is probably going to be 6.1%. That's still a lot less than seven. Those, num- seven those numbers are way higher than anything I have going on. It's the, the, in- <laughs> it's the, the inflation that's um, curving it. Yeah. Yeah. 
A little yeah. bit, a little bit. I mean, buyers are a little apprehensive now. They're a little more apprehensive, so they're not pulling the trigger as hard as they did before, especially last, like last summer. But still, it's still a tiny bit of a seller's market. So it's, that's still there. But you're not going to get away with a junky-looking house and selling it with 20 buyers all over it. That's not going to happen anymore. You're going to have to present a beautiful-looking house, you know, clean it up. You're going to have to paint it, and, you know, all fresh, freshen it up. So you're going to have to work a little harder to sell your house. But mm-hmm. there again, we are still really in a seller's market. It's, it's still still the pendulum not, is still Not quite there. in the, the buyer's market not, just yet. Not even close to a balanced market yet. Mm-hmm. So, But right now, um, and here's what I like to say too, is buy the house, marry the house, get married to the house, but date the interest rate. Because I think we're going to see some good news somewhere around – Christmas time or yeah. the New Year, I think I we're going to see interest rates drop back down to about four percent. Um, oh, I'm hoping. <clears throat> yeah, and and really, um, the the point is, is get the house, get into your house, and then refinance it down the road. When the well, I mean, drop. luckily, when you when you was able to sell me this house, Rick, I was able to lock, get locked into a fix. Yeah, and it fix. was it was relatively low. Yeah. So when you said seven percent, I went. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. coming, Elizabeth. Well, back in, I, was, I, actually, I was actually a real estate broker in 1982, 81, back in those. The interest rates were at 20 to 25% for an FHA loan, Oof. 20 to 25%. And we did crazy things called wraparound mortgages where, you know, Louie over here, he's got a house and he's got it at 6%. And so he owes like $100,000 on a $250,000 house. So we would take that loan and we would assume that loan at 6% and then take the extra 150, put the 20% on top of that. And the effective interest rate ended up being about 11, 12%. Hmm. So that's called a wraparound mortgage. I don't even know if they're going to do those again, but that's what we did back then to help solve the problem. But the bottom line is, is overall since 1945, to now, if you've been in your house more than 10 years, you really don't experience the ups and downs of the market. Yeah. What you're experiencing is about a 4 to 5% increase in the value of your home over that long period. So if you're in it for the long haul, you're doing great. It's kind of like mutual funds. You don't go into mutual funds to get in and get out and day trade. You don't day trade mutual funds. No, you, you, no, you don't. You set it, you forget it. You put it in your, you know, your IRA account, and you know, 40 years from now when you're ready to retire – it, the money's there. Hopefully. It's, it's, well, it's the same thing's true with real estate. So real estate's still one of the best investments you yeah. can you can have. Uh, well, our 45th president said that too. I yeah. mean, he said, well, invest he, in real estate. <laughs> before, he, before he became uh, a, a, yeah. a politician, he said, invest in real estate. Yeah. He said, it's the best place you can put your money. Well, Gary Keller, our founder, he, he's known for wearing jeans and a black shirt like this with a with a sport jacket over it and there was something going on underneath the sport jacket some kind of print going on and and he when he gave his state of the union address this last spring um, which he laid out the whole market and it was just a beautiful presentation it is two and a half hours long but <laughs> but, but it was a great it had all kinds of graphs and charts and finally he said look guys here's the bottom line and he took his coat and he opened it up and his shirt said buy dirt buy dirt yeah yep <laughs> So, so I've seen, I'm so I've watched people buy, you know, three and $4,000, $5,000 lots and sell them for 15. So buy dirt, buy dirt. And if you're interested in uh, buying some dirt uh, in the central Indianapolis area, right? Or uh, I, I go Indianapolis wherever area? my sphere of influence tells me. I, I just listed a home and sold it in Shoals, Indiana, which wow. is down by French Lake. Yeah, that's a, that's I've, a sold, I've sold one as far north as Kokomo. And then I go from Ohio to Indiana. But most of my business is 
Marion County, surrounding counties, and the donut counties around that. And, and, and the website that they can go visit to, to come to come uh, see you and, and the best thing you could do the realtor. is just go to richardsapp.com. Richardsapp.com. It'll download an app for you. You can use it anywhere in the continental United States or Canada, and it'll show you homes everywhere. Guys, I went to Lower Manhattan Battery Park, and I decided to see how much would it cost for me to live in this neighborhood. Okay. So I found a 700 square foot condo on the seventh floor for $1.27 million. Wow. <laughs> so, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and then I, the other time I was, I was in Boca Raton, I was on the beach and I thought my app was broken because I'm on the sand and it's bright sunshine. And I keep seeing like 75 and I go, this can't be 75,000. That says 25, 25,000. No, that can't be 20. Finally, my eyes got used to the light, and it wasn't a little K, it was a little M, mm -hmm. as in $75 million, $25 million. The, <laughs> so, the reason I decided to buy a house is because when I was renting, I was living in a, a rental apartment. Yeah. All of a sudden, every year, it would go up. Yeah. And up and up. I said, it's you getting up to about 800, 900. Yeah. I said, I might as well buy me a house. Right. It gets me less headache with the neighbor next door screaming all the time or a neighbor uh, that's parked next to you in a parking lot in the, in the, in the complex banging your car and, mm -hmm. and denting it and, and kids jumping all over it. You get less headaches. Let me ask you a question, Louie. Okay, so, so right now, let's say you rented a place for 1200 bucks a month. Next year... That landlord, what's he do? He increases the rent, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Okay, you buy a house and it costs you $1,200 a month. How much is it going to cost over the next 30 years? $1,200 a month, yeah. unless your taxes go up, mm -hmm. unless your property taxes go up or your insurance goes up. But for the most part, yeah, you're so if you have a Democrat in office in your town, like, like <laughs> Sterling and I have to suffer through that. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for that, Josh. But, you know, <laughs> I was having a good day. I mean, they just raised them again, so it's it's all good. But here's the bottom. The bottom line is this: is that is that they they can't increase your payment, your principal and interest. They can't increase that. It's the same for the thirty years. Whatever you negotiated today is the same thirty years from now. So that's that's uh, that's a way to help hedge your your uh, expenses mm -hmm. for sure. And then you had a you had a video to show us. Oh, I did. I did. Yes. The video is very interesting. Um, it's it's going to be, Josh is going to have it on this channel right here. And um, <laughs> I love that dog. <laughs> she has to be known. But anyway, so it's very interesting. It looks like you're looking at a kitchen, but there is a hidden speakeasy in that house. You're actually looking at what you don't realize. You're looking at the entrance to the basement. So stick watch around. the video. Stick around. Yeah, watch, yeah. The video. watch the video. Watch the video. Yeah, we'll, we'll put. We'll have that at the end, end of the episode. So you have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah there you don't go. fast forward. <laughs> we're watching you. <laughs> we'll know. We're we'll watching know. you. Watch us. Watch you. Watch us. Yeah. Watch you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, because Sterling was former NSA. So <clears throat> get, get your hand off that mouse right now. Stop it. <laughs> so that's I guess the real estate thing right now, guys. It's it's the best time to be buying right now right now yeah. and um it's still it's still a seller's market yes it is but it's also a lot lower interest rates than what we've seen in the past of course remember i said i saw 20 to 25 percent yeah. on interest rates but you can always refinance you can always refinance it down i have a strong feeling that things will get better in 2024 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> and you'll be we'll better see. off. We'll see. You'll be better off buying a house yeah. instead of renting because you get yeah. a neighbor upstairs that always complaining that you walk too hard or <laughs> you make too much noise and you'd be better off having a house believe me yeah and if you're worried about market conditions if you're if you're going to buy a house and hold it for six months to a year and that's all you're going to do and then you're out then you need to worry about what the current market is but if you're going to live in your house for 10 years which is the average stay in a house then there, you don't have to worry about the market just get in and what i always say is in I was in a market where there were no buyers and and it was the sellers I mean there was there was a year and a half of inventory of houses for sale okay then I saw the opposite where we got no houses we've got like we've got like 6 hours of inventory of houses you know <laughs> and people are scrambling to buy houses I've seen both sides so what I always say is if you're changing from one house to another so in other words you're selling your house and you're going to buy the next one Whatever it is they do to you, you're going to do to them, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, whatever you do to them, they're going to do to you. So it all bounces out anyway. It all bounces out. Well, I think another thing that's uh, that's good about um, working towards buying a house, uh, and, and and maybe this is just me and a, and a conjecture that I have, but um, I feel like it's biblical. Talking yeah. about like building your house on the rock, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when you're renting. And, and this was just my, this is my experience. So just much like yours, Louie, like we're, you know, you just, you have the neighbors and sometimes you get good, you get great neighbors. Mm-hmm. I actually had a few great neighbors in, in, in the apartment complex that I lived in before this house, but um, we also had some not so great. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of felt like a straw house or a, or a mud yeah. house or, you know. Shack. Yeah. Well, fi- well, fin- <laughs> financially, it just, it just makes sense. Right. Like, and we had neighbors that, that lived upstairs to us and they, and the uh, you could at two a.m. It never failed. Two a.m. You'd smell curry coming through the registers, and you just go, "Oh, mm. I have to smell this at two a.m." I'm awake. I'm fully awake now. I come knock on the door with my I, plate. Here, help me. <laughs> Some people really love the smell. I can't. I can't do it. I just. I really don't like it. And it's no good. <laughs> well, well, let me let me say something. It's my, not a nice surprise at two a.m. My mother just just now went in the nursing home, but she, the house that she lived in. She brought me home from the hospital in 1959 to that house. They bought it in 1958 for $17,000. And they had to have two loans to do that. They had to actually, they actually had a separate loan with the builder who built the house in 1958. You know what the house is worth now? About $210,000. So that, the great way to hedge inflation is get yourself a house. So you didn't like you know, mistake the K for an M. Or yeah, no, 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 I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, that's right. But but you know one of the things here's something else to think about, and you may think I'm absolutely out of my gourd when I say well, this. We're gonna think that anyway. Okay. <laughs> All right. So one of the things I say to young people, people that are in their twenties and thirties and buying their first house, I always say, when are you gonna buy your next one? What? We just bought this one. I said, how are you going to start your investment portfolio? So even you read Robert Kiyosaki, you read Trump, you read all these guys that are on accumulating wealth, is almost all of them agree on one thing, that you should have at least five rental houses as you progress through time. So if you start that process, at the end of 10 years, 10 to 15 years, you have those houses paid for. So Josh, let me ask you a question. Let's say the economy stays totally flat for the next 15 years, okay? It won't with this administration, but... 
Sure, okay, whatever. Uh, but we'll, yes, we'll roll we'll with it. We're, 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 we're into pretend land again. <laughs> okay. So, so, the, <laughs> no, so let's say the rent, the gross rent on a house is fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. It's a it's a three bedroom, two bath little ranch house with a attached garage. Okay. So you have ten of those. Okay. You've accumulated them over fifteen to eighteen years. Okay. At the end of that time, they're all paid for. And you take out some expenses here and there. So 15 times 10 is 15,000, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's $1,500 a month for rent times 10. That's 15,000. Take two or three grand out of that, say 13,000. Could you and Laura possibly survive on $13,000 per month? <laughs> we could try. Is that a joke? Or? No, that's the truth. Of course. <coughs> I'll have yeah. Laura, Laura answer that from the cross room. Can you survive on $13,000 per month? Per month? Uh, maybe. <laughs> so, so let me, let I'm me, moving in. I guess. Okay, so here's, here's You're my, welcome. Here's my out of my gourd question. So you already own a house. When are you going to buy the next one? When you get the next one, that's going to be part of your investment. But that's one question that you, d you didn't worry about asking me when we bought this house because it took us seven, seven to eight years to get into this one. He's yeah. like, he's, they're done. But, but I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, these guys, no, 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 no. These guys were fantastic. They were great to work with. And it was a pleasure. I mean, it was a, it was, it was, yeah, it was a pleasure. I, and I, I remember the day yeah. that I handed you the keys and it's like, here you go. Here's your keys. So yeah. that was awesome. We were all smiling equally, like oh, as, yeah. as big. As, uh, the, the photo is, Laura, is that photo still in our entryway? Yep, I think so. No, I took no. it down. Oh, I oh, took it down. But it, it was for the longest time. It was yeah. right there in our entryway. When you first walked in the house, that was one of the first things you saw yep. just on the other side of our, our, our door when you walked in the house was yep. There's you, keys. Ha you handing us our keys, keys. And, and Laura's. Laura's holding them up like, ah. <laughs> I thought y'all, I thought we were all going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't give up. I don't give up. Yeah. I don't care how long it takes us. We'll get you a house. Yeah, so if you need a realtor, this is the guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, he stuck with me. Yep. Perseverance right here. Yeah. We'll get you one. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and, and look at, look at what it, the, the, the fruits of that labor. Here we are. Right? Here we are. We're, we're doing this and uh, we're building a company and, uh, you know, Revolver is becoming something. Uh, of a beast, mm -hmm. and I hope that we'll morph into something that can compete in the in the market and take back the culture. There you go for 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 the good. And uh, yeah, like, share, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Just mention that again, right? Yeah. You, you, uh, I don't know if, if you're watching us on Facebook, then then know that we are also on YouTube and we're on Rumble. And uh, if you're if you're listening on audio only, know that we do have video, so you can see our faces uh, if you care to look at some ugly mugs. But <laughs> that's true. That's very true. except for Louie, he's the most handsome guy in the room. There you go. Um, absolutely. Um, no, this is the most handsome thing in the room, right? Oh, here. journey. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's a pretty girl. That's my German shepherd uh, for those who, uh, who so don't know. Listening on audio. Yeah. And yeah, you're definitely, <laughs> RCA definitely has a little dog and we've got journey. Yeah. Um, she's and journey with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been quite a journey with her because, uh, um, there was a uh, time where I had, two <laughs> yes, we had, I'm telling on you, I'm for sure telling you, two surgeries with her back to back. Oh, really? Back to back. Yeah. Wow. So the first one, um, something with her, her stomach and they had to open her up from sternum to, Oh wow. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, they had to, and it was, uh, that was a recovery and, and, uh, Laura actually called me tiger dad during that time because I, I did <laughs> 
Every night, I would not leave Tiger Dad. Tiger Dad yeah, um, <laughs> I would not leave her side at all. Every night when I was at home, I would not leave her side, and she would have her cone cone on during the day. But I'd, I'd let her take the cone off at night for relief. Mm-hmm. Then I'd stay up all night, making sure that she didn't mess her wound up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she starts to heal from that. She's almost done healing from that, and then I, I'm petting her one day and I'm noticing that she's got this big hole in the back of her leg. Oh wow. And I freaked out and we went immediately to the, to the vet and um, they had to do all kinds of stitches and a drain thing. And it was, it was, it was a hot mess. Uh, Long story short, within three months, this dog cost us $7,000 that I didn't have. Worth every penny. Yeah. Worth every penny. She's fantastic. We we all love her. And um, uh, you know, not only that, but God provided that money Mm -hmm. because I didn't. I didn't have seven thousand dollars. I did. I didn't. I mean, it was only the third. We were, you know, leading up to that point, we were only in the, the third month of the year. We were only in March. Yeah, yeah. mind you, we hadn't. Yeah. Even, we hadn't even completely finished the first quarter of the year. Thanks. And I was seven thousand dollars deep. Yeah, talk about mud boots. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God that you stuck with her, because mm-hmm. a lot of other people would have probably gave up on her already. Yeah. yeah. You know, and thank God that you at least. You loved her, you took care of her, and you stuck by her. And she pulled right through it. And if you're a fan of Journey, she's got her own Facebook t- page too. So you know, go over <laughs> and follow that, Journey the GSD. I don't post on there as much as I should. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get some more upkeep with that, and we'll, we'll get some of the Revolver guys to Let's see if she wants to come in under Revolver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She start her own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Journey the GSD podcast. Um, <laughs> so... One of the reasons that we're all sitting here and talking is, you know, at the end of this last half hour of this show, we, we, we tend to talk about a little thing called politics. And what? what? <laughs> so our first article coming in this week, is, it comes from Just the News. Um, I, I, I love this uh, um, source, uh, Just the News. If, if you've never checked them out, uh, do go to their website. It's absolutely free. And um, they have really great articles, uh, well-written. Well uh, but this one from Just the News says, uh, Garland... That's that's your uh, your um, uh, secretary of um, defense. Yeah, right. No, not defense. Anyway, yeah. Secretary. We're just gonna let it flow. AG. We're gonna let it flow. He's your AG. He's your um, attorney, attorney general. general. Yes. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I had a brain fart. He's somewhere in there. You're welcome. Anyway, the AG Garland. Oh, you're getting old, Josh. You're getting old. But. Yeah, I'm gonna be a whole 39 this month. So. <laughs> A.G. Garland, he sends a memo to, uh, warning the, the Department of Justice. That's why I said Department of Justice, because I was reading it and My thinking it. it yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do have that song, don't we? Um, we? We can tell that story on another episode for sure. Back at the ranch. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back. To this, uh, I'm going to finish this headline for sure. Okay, right, right. We'll let you. A.G. Garland sends memo to uh, warning the Department of Justice against talking to Congress. Um. What were they talking to Congress about? Well, uh, well, here we go. Attorney General Merrick Garland has circulated a memo to Department of Justice personnel uh, articulating DOJ po- uh, policy that its personnel are not to communicate with Congress directly, but to go through an uh, internal office. Convenient. Um, no department employee may communicate with senators, representatives, congressional committees, or congressional staff without advanced coordination, con- consultation, and approval by the OLA, the Office of Legislative Affairs. Fox News quoted this. 
Um, the memo, uh, the, the memo uh, only restates existing policy and does not represent a change. Um, quote, all congressional inquiries and correspondence from members, committees, and staff should be immediately directed to OLA upon receipt. According to an existing DOJ policy manual, the outlet highlighted. Uh, the, the memo comes as whistleblowers have flocked to Republican elected officials, as they should, regardless of policy, um, with, with whistleblower allegations of political bias in the aftermath of the FBI's raid on the former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Now, whistleblower uh, reports uh, allege that FBI senior officials forced their subordinates, no surprise there, to sign false affidavits. Others have pointed to domestic terrorism probes of parents. It's like me and you, okay? Regular, everyday people who objected to left-wing school board policies. Hmm. Let's unpack that for a little bit, won't we? <laughs> that, went, that went in several directions, didn't it? Mm-hmm. So um, he's basically telling them, hey, you can't go tattletale on the things that are going. This is my interpretation of it, of course, but mm. you can't go tattletale on, on what we're doing here until you've uh, gone through my training first. I want, you to, I want you to go through my filter, and then we'll decide what you get to say. Right? Sounds familiar. Hmm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is attorney general. So that's that's your top cop. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's telling people you can't you can't go over there to, to Congress. It's you're a, you're a citizen of this country. I think you have certain inalienable rights. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Regardless of policy. Last time I checked. So it's kind of like a hush gag order. From if you're with the attorney general's office in any former capacity, you can't really say anything unless you go through their filter first. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and here's the really sickening part, though. The, the parents who didn't want to just go, go with these left-wing policies that are in schools everywhere, mm. even, even so-called Christian schools, which makes me very upset. Uh, I won't say enraged because that gets used way too often. It just makes me very upset. We're going to start working on taking back this culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got to start here because the this is government overreach, in my opinion. It's overreach. You have you, you are an employee of this company. Let's say I upset Sterling and I did something wrong to Sterling. How dare you. And let's Ooh. say, Rick, you happen to be the lawman. Okay. Now, um, let's say that... I'm now in Attorney General Garland's position, yeah? Mm-hmm. The position of power because I'm the CEO of this company. Mm-hmm. So if I tell him, hey, you can't go talk to the lawman until I've told you what you can say to the lawman. Ooh. How I, do you feel about that now? I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so <clears throat> if I am working for the AG, the Attorney General, okay, Top cop. Yeah. Top cop. And my paycheck is being filled out from the attorney general's office. Then doesn't an employer have the right to say what you should say and not say to the general public? Here's, here's the cowtail to that. Okay. Here's the, the other side of that. I don't care what you told me. And I have the right to do that. So fire me. Okay. Cool. Because I'm going to do what's right. 
Okay. So that's that's where we're at. If and that and that, and, that, and but think about that situation. Which though. brings me to my boss. I work for the worst boss ever. When you work for yourself, man. I'll tell you, it's, <laughs> it's How often does he fire you? Oh, uh, every day. Oh my gosh. I get fired every day. <laughs> then he puts his shoes on and he's like, oh, back to it. Yeah. I get back at it. <laughs> it's a, like the old saying, I owe, I owe. So off to work I go. <laughs> no, but, I, I, you saying, see what I'm saying though. You yeah, see, you I see certainly what see what you're saying, but I'm saying imagine that situation. So now, now you, let's say you're, uh, Sterling has now come to you. He didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't speak to me first. Yep. His repercussions is going to be being let go from his company. Right. Do you think that that's right? Yes. Okay. And why would you think that that's right? Okay, again, playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I, there's free speech. There's free speech. I get that. But then you have to make a choice. If I work for an employer who has an official opinion on a subject, then as a part of that company, a company is a group of people, yeah. then I have to tote the line of what my company's policy is or is not. And I, I, I tend, I, I'm taking the other stance on that. Right. I say, I say, freedom of speech does not have those limits. Uh, you're an individual citizen in this country, and I think that, um, and and maybe we'll find a court case. We can look, look that up. Find out, find out what the because, um, in my opinion, I think that that's essentially taking away your right to to speak. And but you did you volunteer now, to do that? Now, if you're doing it on company time, certainly. Like, let's say yeah. you're within within your eight hours, right, or or whatever your 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 work hours are, and you've got your polo on that says DOJ. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that works, but just to, <laughs> to fill up well, the point, right? Well, you cool. got your polo on that you're representing the DOJ right. during that time, but when that polo comes off and you put on your street clothes and you're wearing your Reeboks, you can say whatever you want, and you can even talk about how you don't like. Merrick Garland and uh, how you think he's a, a fool, especially for raiding a former president and finding going in and finding grabbing documents uh, that he didn't have a warrant for. But you know, what you're saying is, is that you can say whatever you want on your own time. But then as your employer, I have no right to fire you for what you say on your own time. I believe so. I believe so. That's interesting. Don't know how I feel about that. I'd love to know what the, what I'd love yeah. to see comments on this. Yes. Comments. Yeah. Yeah, Make definitely. comments. Make comments. The only thing I could think of is if, so like when you first started, so let's say contractually based mm-hmm. or something, there's stipulations. Sometimes. <coughs> like when I worked with uh, a pharmaceutical company, there was like HS, HSA stuff and mm-hmm. patient information, all that stuff. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah. How that's far understood. does it go? How far does it go? That's within the law, right? Mm-hmm. But if you if you say, well, there was this jerk patient or whatever coming in. Yeah. But your company you, can't ask you to break the law. I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that much. They can't ask you to break the law. But if but, you have a boss that he expects a certain thing about you, even though you have the right to say something later on, or you're not in the company time, he's going to fire you anyway because he ain't going to like what you said outside the well, Active. then yeah. uh, that's a boss that I wouldn't want to work for. And I tell you, I tell you this, Louie, um, uh, and, and, and if anybody ever gets employed at this company, Revolver, uh, I can say this. You won't get that from me. You are allowed to say what you want to say. Even if you think it's against me, it's, I'm, I'm good with that. Because we, I, I believe that you should have the freedom. Even if I disagree with you, you should have the freedom to say what, what, you, believe. what you believe. 
and, and I'll defend that. I'll defend, even if it's against me, I'll defend your right to say something against me because I believe that you should be able to say it. You're not a words, Democrat. In other words, the old, the, old, <laughs> yeah. the, old saying, the old saying that goes, I don't agree with what you say, but I'll defend to death your right to say it. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's a big R, God-given right. Okay. Not given to us by the government. It's got to go both ways. I mean, that's bottom line. Yeah. It has to go both ways because, I mean, obviously, the other side is very pushy on what they want right now, but they don't take it back. Not at all. And it's going to be hard because there's a lot of people that might need that job, and they're going to go for what the boss says. Do you know who Dave Trevecki is? Do you guys know who that is? I've heard the name. Dave Trevecki was the pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, okay? And he got cancer in his arm, and he literally threw a pitch so hard he broke his own arm, okay? And then he recovered from that um, and was healed, and he went back to pitching. He did it again and broke his arm again. And he wrote two books, one, Come Back, and the other one's When You Can't Come Back. Now, Dave Trevecki was often criticized because he's a Christian believer, right? Yeah. And they said, well, Dave, how come, you know, when you're doing these sports interviews, you don't proclaim your faith? And he goes, well, when I'm asked a baseball question, I give a baseball answer. Yeah, he's on company time, right? essentially. Right, that's, he's on company the, time. Yep. So um, I hear you. I hear you. Um, and I'm trying to think of an example of something that would be maybe controversial, controversial belief system that you would have to support if you were with this guy. All right. All right. Okay. I may have yeah. one. I may have one. Okay. okay. So years and years and years ago, my uncle worked for Detroit Diesel Allison's. Okay. okay. Owned by GM. Right. And he went out and bought. Government Motors. Yeah. He went out and he bought a Ford Thunderbird and parked it in the parking lot. And his superior said, um, yeah, get that thing out of the parking lot. Okay. Because it was Ford versus GM. So what he did was he traded in his Thunderbird for Corvette hmm. and the rest is history. Okay. So, you know, the, uh, one of the, one of the things there's, there's a, there's a principle called, um, eating your own dog food. Okay, so these two business executives, they went to a dog food convention show, okay? Yeah. And they thought it was the funniest thing. There would be people standing behind a counter with the dog food displayed, and they say, our dog food tastes better. And you would go up to the person who was the representative from Perino or whoever, and they would say, how do you know it tastes better? And they would actually eat their own dog food, and they said, because I know. I know what it tastes like. Okay, so that's called eating your own dog food. These two executives went back. Both these executives, by the way, were from IBM. Okay, they went back to their offices. And why are they seeing computers there that are not IBM computers? And they said, why, why, what's, what's going on here? We, we, we manufacture IBM computers. We need to eat our own dog food. Yeah, and, and that's, and that's, um, that's just uh, uniformity in, in equipment or, right. or, or, uh, well, representation. What, they, what, what they were wanting to know that, is they, if there's something you don't like about the computer, what is it so we can improve it? Okay. Right. But, but verbally saying something, I yeah. think, I mean, it's obviously you don't go to your boss and say, I believe politically different than you. I believe a faith different than you, obviously, because you're on company time. Right. But when you go home, okay. you be talking about the boss. I mean, <laughs> when, I was, when I worked at that pharmaceutical company, we weren't allowed to talk about anything 
uh, religious or, or otherwise. But if we were asked by someone first, right. then it was okay. We were quote unquote protected. But let's get back to this article. Yeah. Okay. So, so actually, what uh, the article is saying is, is if you're going to, I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Okay. What it's really saying is, is as an employee or some part of the entity of the attorney general's office, if I say something that's going to slam the attorney general's office, then I'm not allowed to say that. Is that what that's saying? Is that would you agree? He's saying that you, they can't talk to him at all, right? No matter what they're right, no matter what they're going to say right. to him. So, so even if it doesn't have anything to so do with DOJ, you're you're congressman. I'm I'm with the Department of Justice, like or, or Attorney General's office. Okay, okay. I'm not even allowed to talk to you until I talk to you first to talk to him. Yeah. That, that's what you're saying, okay. regardless of what it's about. It could be about your cats. Okay, it doesn't matter because it has it's to be okay. Yeah, there's yeah, it has to be okay. Whatever you Our are talking communication that again. Okay. To me, Orwellian, and okay. that's th- that's saying you can't even think about what you want to. Gosh, do. guys, make comments. I want to see what yeah. y'all think. Yeah, I really do. Um, this is a hot one. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. So, and and talk, speaking of hot ones, we're moving into the, uh, an article this week from the New York Post. So, the New York Post had uh, had this to say: uh, the White House uh, and big tech colluded to censor misinformation, and there's a lawsuit. Mm. Interesting. Ooh. The Biden administration worked in tandem with social media giants like Facebook and Twitter, no surprise there, uh, to censor statements they deemed misinformation uh, about topics including COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, two Republican state attorney generals, uh, uh, attorneys general said Thursday as they pushed for the release of emails between top executive branch officials and big tech titans. In, in a petition on uh, filed Wednesday in a Louisiana federal court, State Attorney General Jeff Landry and his Missouri counterpart Eric Schmidt charged that uh, charged that quote dozens of federal officials across at, at least eleven federal agencies that's a lot uh, engaged in a quote massive sprawling federal censorship enterprise with the quote, intent and uh, an effect of pressuring social media platforms to censor and suppress private speech that federal officials disfavor. The Biden administration has not been uh, shy about leaning on social media companies to police their content. On July 15th, 2021, the uh, then White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, circle back Psaki as we know her, uh, admitted her colleagues were, quote, flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spread Disinformation. Disinformation to to the left is anything that they don't agree with. Okay. And so, <coughs> even if it's me, the truth, the undeniable truth, the actual reality of the situation, if they don't want to agree with it, if they feel they, they if they feel different about it, then it's got to go. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna play the devil's advocate again. So, but here's the thing. Imagine you're on Facebook and you just want to share with your friends facts, articles, uh, maybe a funny meme that makes a statement about something that is true because you had an article to back okay. it up. So, so let me ask you a question. So let's say you have something you feel very adamant about, whatever the subject is, and you, you post it to my timeline. You can do that, right? You could. I wouldn't. Yeah, but. Because I think your timeline is your timeline. But oh. that's, that's my personal thing. Well, who owns Facebook? It's Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. So doesn't Mark Zuckerberg have the right to say, just he's, like you just said to me, that I ha- it's my timeline, 
So isn't Facebook should belong be. to Mark? So Mark can do what he wants to do with Facebook? No, because he's not a publisher. He's a platform. Platform, okay. and that's, that's we talk about the Section ah, 230. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you, you get specific rights, especially if you're a platform, you're supposed to be open source. Okay. So freedom of speech, it rains, baby. It rains. And and so that's that's the, the point here. And, and the federal government is coming in and saying, hey, Facebook, hey, Mark Zuckerberg. Not that he, he needed all that much of a nudging in the first place. Uh, we don't like faith, family, and politics over there. Uh, let's go ahead and censor them. We were in the thousands of views, guys. Thousands. We're back down to the hundreds. I know there's something going on there. I'm just saying. Um, they don't like your algorithm. Yeah, no. They, they don't like that I say Facebook is a sorry excuse for a social media platform. Oops. Oops. <laughs> he got shifty-eyed there when he said that. <laughs> yeah, I, I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. But this is the federal government. Okay. The former president, uh, former vice president, Joe Biden, and his administration saying, hey, social media, we know you're a platform, but we need you to censor things we don't like. Big brother. We're right back into Orwellian. We're right back into 1984. We're right back into tyrannical-type movements. This is happening on Twitter as well. Twitter is one of the most popular platforms that there are, uh, contrary to the the bots that are what on was, there. What was the platform that was taken down altogether? I forget what the name of that was. It, it's actually back, but it's called Parler. Parler, yes, yeah. Parler. Um, uh, most people have made the hop over to True Social. Uh, okay. It's the best. Uh, so if, if you haven't already gone over to True Social, yeah, do join us there. Uh, I, I have a, a page there, uh, and uh, Louie has a page there as well. And we're working on getting a revolver page up there so we can have everything consolidated in one place. Um, it's coming up very soon. Uh, I, yes. I think the reason Biden is doing this is because he's been getting a lot of hot news on Facebook about his daughter mm-hmm. and his son. That diary and the, yep, and the laptop. And he don't want this to go out because it's going to ruin his 2024 campaign. Campaign. And he's trying to stop he makes all this right now, you know, because he don't want it to get out. Yeah. So he's trying to stop Facebook from putting it out since it's been out there for quite a while. Yeah. Allowing it. Well, and polling actually came out. You're, you're, you're on the right track there. Polling actually came out. Um, I, I won't quote numbers because I, I, I don't have them off the top of my head, and I don't want to get booted off YouTube for having wrong numbers. Um, but it was a fairly high percentage of people who had voted for Biden would have changed their vote to Trump, even though they hate Trump, the never Trumpers, they would have changed their vote to Trump just because of what was on that Hunter Biden laptop. Mm-hmm. If they didn't, if they would have been allowed to view that New York Post's uh, uh, article and find out about what was going on with that laptop that had been left, they would have changed their vote. And the FBI had all the information and they st- they didn't want to put it out there. They changed the voting. Yeah. yeah. And, they and once that they manipulated it, manipulated yes. it, manipulated our democracy. You get the, um, um, it's not, it's not just about the, the, the crack cocaine use. It's not just about the, um, uh, the wild, apparently pornographic images, uh, that, that he had on there. It's not about that. It's about the collusion with China yes. and getting that money for the big guy, you know, that if you haven't looked at it, you know, go, go over to Rudy Giuliani's podcast and, and, and find out about it. 
because I'm telling you, it it it, it might just blow your mind if you haven't already learned learned about it. It might just blow your mind. You, can, you it's unbelievable what they have gotten away with. But to take it that one step further and say, you can't even talk about it. You can't even talk about it. And I'm going to take away the one town square that you have to do it in. Modern platforms. Because that's how people communicate nowadays. Mm-hmm. They don't, you don't go out into the town square and say, hear ye, hear ye. I saw the Hunter Biden laptop pictures and they were horrid. Well, no, you, you go onto the Facebooks <laughs> and used, the Twitters. You know, you know, propaganda is an interesting thing. Okay, back yeah. back in the sixties, the uh, Russia and the United States got into a car race. Okay, and there were only two entries: Russia and the United States, and they raced cars all over Europe and across across Europe. Okay, so when the race was done, Pravda said. Russia comes second place in worldwide racing competition. United States comes in second to last. You get it? Yeah. Okay. So in other words, the United States won, but Russia comes in second place, but, this, but the United States came in second to last. Okay. Yeah. So propaganda is a very interesting thing. If you study Joseph Goebbels, okay, and yeah. during the Nazi regime and all this other stuff. So it's all in how you word things. It gets right back to... Yeah, the Americans actually had to physically pass out flyers. Yeah. They had to go to rooftops and pass out flyers to yeah. get people to realize that they were reading propaganda. Right, and, and, and to our, our daily source of media used to be the newspaper. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and that, that was it, okay? Tangible. And so what they used to say, don't, read, don't believe everything you read in the newspaper? That's right. Yeah, okay. Now they say don't believe everything you read on Facebook or the internet. Oh, on the internet, yes, exactly. So, mom, so, so I think I think the sermon, I think I think the sermon. Yeah, the, she knows. Yeah, I think I think you have to be a discerning person and check and verify, check and verify, check and verify. There's a lot of corruption out there, and it's got to stop sooner or later. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of corruption, and it's not only in FBI. It's in police department, it's in the hospitals, it's in, it's everywhere. And it's got to stop. Sooner or later, it's got to stop somewhere. Well, right. you know? no, November's this close. Vote red. I'm telling you. I got a green mic. <laughs> yeah, your mic green. is green. Well, if you vote green, you're throwing your vote away. I'm just telling you. Uh, I'm not saying that everybody's corrupt. Not everybody in the police department, but they are some... And there are some in the hospital, especially those people in charge. Mm -hmm. They want to control things. The top brass. And um, all this has got to stop. It's all about the money. You know, uh, going along with that, Louie, the fish fish stinks from the head down, doesn't it? Yep. I mean, you've been fishing. We've all been fishing here. Mm -hmm. Pull out the fish out of the water. It stinks right from the from the head down. I've never caught a long John Silver's fillet all warm. <laughs> yeah, it's and always grass. a stinky old fish <laughs> yep. that, that smells from the head down. Yep. And uh, so, you know, former Vice President uh, Joe Biden gave a speech last night, and uh, hecklers chanted a, a particular thing. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna say "Let's go, Brandon," because it's the uh, this show's version of what was actually said. <laughs> Um, and, and many of you out there uh, know this know this chant um, and what was actually said. But let's go, Brandon, was chanted uh, at President, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden as he attacks verbally the MAGA Americans in the dark Philadelphia speech. Uh, this, this article is coming from the Post Millennial. 
So uh, on Thursday evening, President Joe Biden delivered his first primetime address to the nation in months, using the speech to uh, attack the Republican Party with nearly two months until voters hit the ballot box. Again, vote red. Um, nationwide in their states, respective primaries. Speaking from Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Biden said, quote, as I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats, said Biden. Biden told the crowd that too much of the current events in America are, quote, not normal. Quote, Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundation of a republic. Biden conceded that not every Republican is extreme or embraces the, quote, extreme ideology of MAGA Republicans. But there's no question that Republican part, the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and in, intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans, said Biden. That is the threat to this country, uh, according to Biden. He said then his duty as president is to tell you the truth, for what that's worth, um, in stating that MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. We're the first ones to respect the Constitution, sir. Um, and you're lucky I'm calling you, sir. Uh, they do not believe in the rule of law. We're the first ones to believe in the rule of law. Law and order. That's our first. That's our first moniker, right? He he was the one that was saying um, that we Republican was the one that voted against defunding the police. <laughs> Is that how how dumb does he think people are? Uh, I need you to uh, land the comments on this because we, we want to mm -hmm. know what you're thinking about this. Yeah, I would love to see your comments. So now now yeah. tell me who's lying, right? He say he's telling the truth. <laughs> I don't think so. Do your own research. Yep. But check and verify. He says that I'm an extremist because I happen to like a particular political candidate who's good for our country. That was our timer going off, by the way, Louis. Yeah, That's I figured that. <laughs> uh, so we, we've got, we've got, yeah, we've got a couple, <laughs> couple of minutes left. So, but you know, Trump loves this country. He did great for this country. I had money in my pocket when he was in the office. And I think you all are noticing that. You had money in your pocket. $2 gas. Yeah. It was wonderful, I tell you. Uh, believe me. It was a uh, good time. It was a good time. Um, so when you're out there and you're thinking about voting, obviously vote red. But also know that uh, when we get our merch up, we're going to have have t-shirts that say extremist on them because uh let's own it because every time they call us a name they've called us everything right they've called us racist sexists uh homophobic transphobic I, I, i've been called all these names and it doesn't make sense to me to count up to that you know what put all that on a t-shirt and i'll wear it i'll wear it mm -hmm. It'd be a badge of honor to wear these things that you've called me because they mean nothing. They mean nothing when it's not true. Yeah. When it's not true. Am I right, Louie? You're right. Absolutely. So <laughs> this man and his rhetoric, to me, calling us extremists, 
essentially terrorists, if you will. You didn't say the word terrorists, but essentially, mm-hmm. right? That sounds like a call to action to me. Mm-hmm. That's a president of the United States. Forget January 6th. Forget January 6th, the walkthrough that it was. This is a call to action. This is, this is him saying, go fight them. Go beat them up. Go terrorize them. Give them a hard time. Make sure they go to jail. Anything you can do. Break the law even. That's essentially, I mean, it doesn't get any clearer than that. And if you guys could see the stage that he was on, it's, it looks like not, it looks like Nazi Germany. Uh, I'm just going to show the guys here in the studio. Um, yeah, can't really red. see it on camera. Yeah, he had soldiers in behind him on either side of his shoulder. Yeah. And these red lights that went up the walls. I mean, the only thing he's missing is, is a swastika flag behind him. I'm not, I know, I know that we, people use the Nazi thing all the time, but it just, it looks like it. And then the rhetoric of uh, classifying a particular, uh, half the country, more than half the country, if we're being honest, as extremists. You, you just don't do that. If you're, especially if you're supposed to be the candidate that brings everybody together. You were, you were supposed to be, now, I didn't vote for you. I voted for Donald Trump. Maybe I'm an extremist. But you were supposed to bring people together. That's what you promised. And you even said in your own speech, Mr. Former Vice President, that you don't classify people as less than, that you don't push them aside, that you don't tribalize them. We're supposed to be together. We're supposed to be all Americans. And the day that you forget that is the day that things are going to have to start changing. So when November comes, you remember this right here, this moment. This is your pivoting moment. Even if you weren't conservative before, I think you should start thinking about it now. Start looking into the value system that you're supporting when you support this man. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Speech done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so with that all said unless anybody else has got something to add nope we're i think we can go to prayer and uh all right. get some outros going and, and, get, and get us done all right you want me to pray yes okay. sir all right lord jesus thank you for this time together father that we can still talk and in, in uh freedom of speech and father thank you for this uh, program that you've given us lord thank you for our takeaways today and uh, just ask that uh that the audience be blessed and uh um that we can move on from here in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So that was the man who brought the message today, Mr. Richard Greenfield. Ooh. And uh, it's always a pleasure to have you here, sir. Oh, man. My, my, my pleasure. Got to keep happening. <laughs> I mean, like more frequently if we can, just get you in here and, and seated with us. Um, it's just always so much fun to have you here. And and not only just on the show, but yeah. just to hang out and, oh, yeah. and catch with, back up. And play with green microphones. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you on audio, he has a green <laughs> microphone, and it's fun. Um, I'm not a red or a blue, but I've got a green. At least not this week. I mean, yeah. one of these times, you might have to come yeah. in here and guest host. That's it. You have to sit in this hot yeah. seat over here. Oh, my goodness. I'll be a red mic. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll be voting red. <laughs> um, and next to him, we have a fantastic man. You know him. You love him. He's our perfect producer. Uh, he showed Laura everything that she, she needs to know. <laughs> about I, producing i do have an extra bedroom the bed's made, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> she knows i'm giving her a hard time but anyway 
Sterling Metcalf Allen. Thank you for joining us, sir. It's good to be here. Good to be here. Always a pleasure. And uh, mm-hmm. glad to see you uh, get to come to this side of the camera from time to time. And thank yeah. you, Laura, for stepping in and, and uh, allowing yes, him to do that. Laura. Yay. Thank you, Laura. Yay. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> she said that didn't get me back in the good graces. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so across from him, we have the host of Rodriguez Rants, our good friend, Louis Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, and I'm, I was so happy to uh, know that you were coming back this week and that you that you were there well. And uh, I'd say somewhat healthy. We don't want to say completely healthy because I know that there's always a little yeah. bit of something going on, right? Always. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I've been your host, as controversial as I am. <laughs> is it a rap? <clears throat> Joshua Cummins is my name. Don't Richard forget Green, it. Dude. Louis Rodriguez, he's just waving. Just waving. <laughs> Sterling, that's me. Yeah. And yep. Laura, and Laura producing, yeah, great producer. She's giving me the look still. I didn't win. Okay, see you next week. Love you guys. Amazing. Hey guys, I'm at this house on Barth Avenue and it is absolutely fantastic. And I'm gonna show you this house and what you're looking at. Now you see so it's like you're looking here. at no, the no, uh, kitchen right now. And, yeah. and over here is a great island, but check yeah. this out. This is, this right here is actually the entrance to the basement. So mm. I'm gonna show you what that is. Yeah. So we're gonna Prove it. match it right here. There it goes. And then this pushes back. You got an entrance to the basement this in the kitchen island. Incredible. Yeah. I like Isn't that. that. Amazing. There's actually a speakeasy down there. Way. We're gonna see it and here in a minute. We're gonna remove this panel right here. Hey, you broke it. And oh. I would destroy that on accident for sure. Yeah, yeah, this let's see that. This is phenomenal. Pick it up. This actually is a little tiny speakeasy down here. It is so Check cool. Look at this. Out. And it's the wine cellar. Now I've got to get my tripod up here a little bit, so bear with me. I know this is kind of rough. I think you're going to have to hire Sterling to produce your videos. I know, I am. I'm going to get my tripod small so that everybody put your hands up. Downstairs. Right, <laughs> so here we go. That's it. All right, we're going to come that's, down these stairs. That's where they have the wine and the go go girls. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any go go girls. <laughs> And this opens They're out. Look at this. It's a wine cellar. This is just cool? absolutely phenomenal. I just love this house. You guys have got to come see this. I, I love think it. there's going to be an open house coming up shortly. But keep watching yeah, my channel. We'll, up on we'll the look tent. at it. But look at this. Isn't this cool? This is all underneath the island sink of this house. I like, I like the artwork. This is absolutely Isn't phenomenal. Amazing? Yeah. Like Let me know in the comments yeah, below if it you is. would like to see the complete tour of the house. Um, you know, I'm over here on Barth Avenue. The, the, I'm just off of Orange and Shelby yep, Street. You sure this home is currently for sale, and I think you'll just absolutely love it. So I just thought I'd give you this real quick video clip. Hey, have an awesome day. Talk to you soon. Bye. Seven and a half bucks, guys. Seven and a half dollars.